Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Texas a and going to win seven or eight games. Okay. Will Croson says, I see AM going seven and five. He also says if they lose a game early, they aren't supposed to. It's going to crumble like it did last year. So you think culture is still a major problem, Will, in College Station. You think culture, because their culture was abysmal last year. I mean, we all recall, what was it, the rumors they were smoking weed in the game, in, in, the, in the locker room pregame of the Carolina game? I mean, it, Crazy, man. It's crazy the amount of things that happen during a college football season that you can't predict. Like, you can't predict players smoking weed in the locker room pregame. You you can't do that. You can't predict that. Let's see. Babes and waves, ask the SEC why next year we won't play Georgia, Tennessee, or Florida. It does suck. It's weird, man. Brian Dean, Chris, where do you see Texas and Oklahoma falling in at? I mean, Brian Dean, I I think the top half of the league. Outside of that, it's tough to say, but I'd say top half. I think Oklahoma is going to get it back going. 
I think Brent Venables will get it going in Norman. And then, I mean, Texas, dude, I, I think is – I think Texas is a really good team this year. So, Brian Dean, Dak Joyner's – 230 is going to be a hell of a running back. Yes, I did see that. Updated heights and weights for players. Dak Joyner's at 229. So, he's obviously preparing to be the bell cow back this year. We'll see. We shall see. Brian Dean – Gamecock Nation, are you ready for the sandstorm to invade Charlotte? It's going to happen for sure. Yeah, Charlotte's going to be painted garnet and black, man. John Everett asked, the UNC preview in the podcast more. Yes. Yes. So all of these nighttime shows, all the podcast forms of everything will drop the morning after. The morning after. So... 5 a.m. tomorrow. I'm all our morning commuters out there. When you wake up, the podcast will be there. <clears throat> Jeff Gulich is Chris. What's up? Hope you have a great, have a blast at SEC Media Days. Jeff, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Truly grateful for you. Thank you. Todd Smith, appreciate you tuning in. Hunter Kelly says, I see Carolina going 12 and 0. I know you do, Hunter. I know you do, my guy. I know you do. I'd expect nothing less. Let's see. DGD says, what team aside from Carolina are you most interested to hear from? You know, DGD, it's tough to narrow it down to just one. I mean, I I think everybody's excited to hear from Kirby. I mean, anytime you've won back-to-back national championships, but pairing it with some of the stuff going on off-field, how could you not be excited to hear what he has to say? Um, yeah, it's a lot of different Call options. From. Let's turn to the whole uh, Dalton. Dalton, what's going on, my man? How are you? How's it going uh, tonight? I'm doing well, my friend. What's up? Yeah, I appreciate you calling in, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to uh, call to, to um, ask you again, like, what sorts of things do you think we're going to learn at SEC Media Days that we don't already know? Because, I mean, most of the time people watch these coaches and Dalton, you're you're chopping up on us a little bit. I don't know if it's me or you. It might be me, but uh, service wise, but. No, you were asking what 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 are we going to learn this week at SEC Media Days, and I think you were making a good point that you know I, I think most of these coaches probably going to SEC Media Days looking to not make headlines, um, but you know there there are certainly topics that I think you can there are things you're going to be able to read between the lines on, um, you know Kirby Smart talking about off field issues as I mentioned before Jimbo Fisher talking Bobby Petrino in the offense Zach Arnett at Mississippi State. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear about the transition from the late, great Mike Leach to everything they're doing now and how they're banding together and staying together and, and, and coming together to still have a good season because I think they feel like they've got talent still on their football team. You know, obviously Shane Beamer talking about the offense and Spencer Rattler and Dabble Loggins and the run game and the run defense and the running back position and, you know, all the question marks Carolina has. And then you look, I mean, all across the SEC, man, Billy Napier and, uh, you know, how, how has recruiting sort of changed his mood coming into SEC media days and the ascension of his program? And is, 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 is his media days appearance kind of a lobbying for, hey, it's the process. We're headed in the right direction. Got to give it time. Will he be preaching patience? Um, you know, Nick Saban with the rat poison, you know, people picking him nine and three, third in the East like me. You know, I'm, I'm curious to hear what he has to say. So, there's so many, man. I mean, I, I'd say this. All 14 teams have major storylines, and that's what makes it so much fun. And, you know, I, I think some will be more outwardly or outspoken than others about certain things. And, you know, I think some will keep things close to the vest. But that's sort of what makes it fun, man, is the unpredictability of SEC Media Days. And then my next question, uh, going back. 
We're, we're, we're losing Dalton. Dalton, can you hear me? Dalton going once. I don't know if it's me or him, but the service is terrible. All right, we're going to try to get Dalton to call back in if possible. Going to see if we can uh, get Dalton to, to call back in potentially. I don't know. Panic Ritter, you rock, Chris. If you see any single girls, send them my way. Panic Ritter, I, I sure, I, I can't help you out, my guy. Chase Floyd, third shift mod this week. Stop. Here, let's get back on the phone. Call right. from. Try it again. Dalton, what's up, man? Can you hear me? I cannot hear you at all. It may be me. I, I I mean, I don't know. My service in Nashville might not be very good, so. Testing, testing. Okay, now I can hear you. Okay. Okay, there you so are. So we're good? Yes, yes, we're good now. Um, so, yeah, what I was going to say is, obviously, Mr. Rattler is a, uh, going to be at SEC Media Days this uh, this upcoming week, and, and my question to you is what what kinds of things do you want to hear from Spencer Rattler that would make you feel better about, you know, sort of his, how he feels about the team moving forward, his ability to, to run the offense under a new OC. I mean, obviously, we've, we saw the Dowell Loggins press conference a couple months ago. Um, and, you know, it seemed like he said a lot of the right stuff at that press conference. So I'm wondering, you know, after working with Loggins for a couple months now, going into, you know, uh, fall practice, what sorts of things, you know, w- do you want to hear from him? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think obviously Spencer Rattler speaking highly of dabble logins the system the scheme in place the simplicity of it but also the the way they're going to be able to attack opposing defenses with the complexities maybe of some of the defense not not saying that the offense is going to be complex but it's going to be simple yet complex for an opposing defense to to stop um you know i mean anything and everything that rattler can say positively about dabble logins and the offensive scheme and everything is 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 a plus um you know I, i'd love to hear well, I mean, obviously, yeah go ahead what i was gonna say is i don't think he's gonna say anything negative that that's kind of the whole thing in a press conference you don't say anything really negative about the coaching staff but you know again you you've already said you can sort of read between the lines mm-hmm. do you think we're gonna get sort of a better understanding of how it's going behind the scenes in that sort of way, or do you think it's just going to be status quo where, you know, he just kind of says all the stuff that the coaches want him to say and, you know, you just move on from there and see how it pans Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it's going to be coach speak. I mean, I, I, I the way that I would hope Spencer Rattler is going to handle it is just very – you know, professional leader, handle his business, no nonsense type of deal. I, I don't see Spencer Rattler, you know, taking any shots or coming in there too confident or, or, or cocky, if you will. So, you know, I, but what I was going to say is I would love to hear Spencer Rattler speak on the, the running back position, the running game, um, maybe how he's grown as a quarterback from last year to this year talk about that first year and did anything surprise him maybe or is there anything he's doing differently in regards to to preparation right Jake Crane mentioned that is there anything he's doing differently because of what he learned in year one also what he learned about himself in those last two games versus the first 10 you know is it as simple as I mean that's something I'd love to ask Beamer as well I mean I might very well do so is it something that you know those final three games is it as simple as a a an adjustment to the offensive scheme, philosophy, what play calling, what have you, or did Spencer Rattler just play better? You know, I, I know we all think it was a reinvention of the wheel. And I, obvi- obviously, there were adjustments made, right? I mean, there, there obviously were. I'm just saying, though, like, 
I wonder how Spencer Rattler feels like, like what clicked for him to play so much better. Like, I'd like to know that from him. I'd like to hear that from him. Was it really as simple as he could play quicker and play more free and not think as much? Or did he just play better? Just flat out, just play better. So, um, you know, just hearing that, breaking that down and, um, you know, that's, I think that's what I'd like to hear from Rattler. But I, I expect him, again, to be poised, be confident, be himself. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect any of South Carolina's guys to say anything truly over the top or anything. I, I'll tell you this. I think if anybody says anything that catches headlines, it's Beamer. I would not be totally stunned, you know, after last year, the turn my swag on stuff and then the Mark. Stoops comments and then beating Kentucky last year and pulling the glasses back out. You know, I, I think Beamer's a guy that likes to have some fun, and uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't do more of the same later this week. All right. I think we I think we lost Dalton there. I think we lost Dalton. So, it was a great question, though. I, I appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I, I – it's so tough to predict what people are going to say. You know what I mean? It, it, it's hard to predict that. And I'm excited for, like, tomorrow night's show, Tuesday, Wednesday, because we'll actually have things that took place during the day to discuss. But, uh, no, nah, I'm pumped for it. Let's jump to the phone. Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's up? Uh, so I saw your uh, prediction uh, list on Twitter, and I, I just want to know why you think that we're going to lose in Mississippi State. You know, Hunter, that's the question that I've been getting nonstop since I dropped those predictions, and I'll tell you why. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but we'll continue the conversation. So, admittedly, Hunter, when I sit down and do the predictions, right, this is my process. I, I don't – you know, there are some games where I'm kind of leaning one way or the other, but I, I don't have anything set in stone. And I just sort of sit down – look at the teams, and whatever comes to me, I go with my gut. And that's sort of the situation with this. So, North Carolina, I feel like South Carolina's going to get the dub. Furman's a dub. Georgia, I feel like, is a solid L. And then I got to the Mississippi State game. And that wasn't a game that I was expecting to pick Carolina to lose. But I felt like coming off the Georgia game, kind of a kind of a – Sneaky trap game, if you will. It's got noon kick written all over it. Carolina going to be beat up. Will Rogers still one of the best in the SEC. I'm not sold that Mississippi State's just going in the tank this year after Mike Leach passing. Mike Leach is passing, if you will. So, and let me just put it to you this way. I mean, admittedly, admittedly, Hunter, let me say this, admittedly, because South Carolina could very well beat Mississippi State. But I also think what's so interesting from people is for people to – act as if South Carolina is not capable of losing that game. When we just lost to Missouri on the home field last year. I mean, that just happened. So South Carolina is capable of winning that game. They're also very capable of losing that game. And so admittedly, when you're picking a season, I mean, it's not all going to go chalk. It's not going to go all – like you have to balance. And that's what I try to do with not just Carolina, but all my SEC picks. I mean, I'm not saying you just pick things to be like a hot take artist or pick things because, oh, let's just pick some nonsense. But, like, every year it happens, man. There are results that they don't make sense or they surprise us. They Like, there are surprising outcomes every year. And that game – let me just put it to you this way, though, Hunter, if you want football reasons. I've got South Carolina beating North Carolina. I don't think UNC has the athletes up front on the line of scrimmage to give Carolina fits, right? Enough fits to stop them to a point where they won't win the football game. I think Mississippi State is North Carolina with better line of scrimmage. They've got a really good quarterback who can throw it over the yard. And I think South Carolina has real problems on O-line and D-line. And I think that yeah, could be a yeah, game. I, I think that could be a game where, you know, if Carolina's not starting to get going on the lines of scrimmage, you know, this is still a team. They're going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be nasty on defense. And they, I know they lost a lot, but Mississippi State, known for good defense. Will Rogers, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I'm not saying they're some great team. And I know. Listen, picking a loss at Willie B is like blasphemy to people. I know that, but 
I mean, that's – but I've got South Carolina later in the season beating Missouri on the road, which I think will be an upset at that time. I think Gamecocks are probably an underdog at Mizzou. Beating Kentucky at home, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. think I think that's going to be a game that some disagree, but I think could be a pick em. Maybe even Kentucky could be favored. Like, I've got South Carolina doing sort yeah, of their I, – I, I think it's – Go ahead. I think it's great that we're underdogs on uh, most of the games anyways because we it seems like we play great when, when we're underdogs. Beamer loves being the underdog, man. So, I mean, you know, listen, I, I, I want South Carolina to take that next step as bad as it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Anybody, go 12-0, go 10-2, go 9-3, whatever. Um, the thing that just concerns me is South Carolina has – Major question marks in the areas that you cannot afford to have question marks in the SEC. And that is the line of scrimmage, offensive line and defensive line. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not trying to over exaggerate it. But when you have, you know, the offensive line could turn out to play really well this year. But when you have the type of question marks you have on those two spots, like that's again where the inconsistencies come in. And so a team like, like Mississippi State very well could beat you. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility. It, it's just not. At the yeah, same time, yeah. South Carolina could go on the road the following week and they could beat Tennessee like we saw it last year. I'm not picking it, but it could happen. It could. I mean, people. Same thing with Notre Dame. We thought we were going to roll in and, you know, roll all over them. Look what happened to us. Yeah. I mean, exactly, man. So it's, it's you know, predictions are just that. They're predictions. They're not fact. They're not, you know, it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I, I will say this. I'm not a big pat myself in the back guy with predictions because, you know, you get so many wrong. I'm just – I'm not – I feel like it's a waste of energy. But, you know, I picked six and six, three and five in year one of Shane Beamer. Carolina went six and six, three and five. I picked eight and four, four and four in year two. Same thing. I'm trying to go three for three. Okay. So, seven and five just feels right, one Hunter. It, it just does. It, it feels right. Go my house to Penny. It just does. So. One more question. Yeah. So, uh, do, you, do you think uh, – so – what do you think about Lenore Sellers and uh, Spencer Rattler like switching up in the game or something like that? Where to carry on Joiner? Uh, uh, you know they they like to switch up every uh, in the game like every now and then. Do you think that's going to happen this year? I think there will absolutely be a package for Lenore Sellers. I don't think he'll start by any means. I mean, I I don't think that'll be necessary. But I yeah. think from everything we've heard. I think from everything we've heard, there will be a package of Lenora Sellers. Now, how much he's used, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't say for certain. Um, but they like his skill set a lot. You know, the updated weights came out today, and he's sitting at 245, which is – I mean, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a grown man at 18 years old. So, I mean, it's – it's Yeah, that's, that's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a dude that I think, you know, they're going to put the best – they're going to put the guys out there that can best help them win football games. And so, if, if Lenora Sellers is – is one of those guys, and especially you think to yourself, man, that if you're having tr- troubles running the football, Lenora Sellers is a guy that could come in 
you know, do some some special things in a special package and red zone packages and and make some things happen. So I, I think they will absolutely use him. Um, I think they'll absolutely use him. So yeah, no, that, that's all I needed, man. I, pre- I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate the call, Hunter. Great stuff as always. No problem. Man. Yeah, take, take care. Great stuff from Hunter. I, I, I'll just say this. Listen, is it 100% Carolina's going to lose to Mississippi State? No. It's not 100%. Nothing's 100%. But it's not 100%. But, like, to insinuate Carolina couldn't lose that game or that it's like, you would think that I'm picking South Carolina to lose to Vandy. Which, you know, Carolina's going to, at some point, they're going to lose to Vandy. But nobody's going to want to be that guy that picks the loss to Vandy, right? Nobody's going to be that guy. Or want to be that guy, at least. 843-790-3377. Jeff says, like I said before, if you couldn't see us losing to Mississippi State, you haven't been a Gamecock fan long enough. It's a good point, Jeff. It's a good point. Let's see. Jeff Gullage, do you think Beamer drops in the video this week like he did last year? You know, I I don't know. I mean, last year I think that was a trend going down. So I I don't know that he does. Maybe he does. I'm sure, Jeff, they'll do something. I, I don't know if it'll be to that level or what have you, but they'll do something. They'll do something. Austin Gregory, South Carolina will probably drop it. I'd probably say Thursday morning. That's I mean, that's what they did last year. It was Thursday morning. Robbie Davis in the comments. What's up, man? John Edward asked about the schedule, I believe. Yeah, the opponent preview and position preview schedule. John Edward, I will get that to you because we're having to make an adjustment to it because I'm actually going out of town to Montana for a week. Um, the, the week before game week. Going to see some family. So we're going to bump the content up because while I'm in Montana, obviously will not be on my phone hardly at all. We won't be doing TDC. It'll be kind of one, one last hurrah, one last break, one last trip before we kick off and we're locked in for the rest of time. So, anyways, guys, that's going to be a lot of fun. John, I'll get you the schedule, though. I'll get you the schedule. So, Definitely excited to, to to link up with the uh, the Crane and Company boys, man. Going to be a blast. Going to be a blast for sure. Looking forward to that. I was just just saw them on uh, just saw them on on Twitter. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. Seven. Panic Ritter says, highlight of the year was meeting Chris on the cruise. Panic Ritter. Get a man, man. That, that was funny. That was really funny, Panic Ritter. That was really like, what a small world it is. You know what I mean? What a small world. Uh, Brendan, about to clock in. I'll see what all the hubbub is about in the AM. So, Brendan, you're working right now. Or are you going to sleep right now? I'm assuming he's going to sleep right now. I think that's what he's doing. I apologize. I'm not even going to front. I'm tired. I'm very tired. A six-hour drive. Woke up early this morning. I am, uh, I don't know if we're going to make it to 10. I'll put it that way. I mean, it's already late anyways. It's, what, 10, 11 on the East Coast. I say the East Coast like we're on the West Coast. We're Central Time. So, it's 9, 11 here. John Everton, appreciate it, Chris. Helps me count down till game week. John Everton, I got you, my friend. I got you. 
I'm actually putting the – I'm updating the schedule to uh, this week, and I will get you that schedule, Don Edward. I promise. I got you, my guy. Robbie Davis, if we can go eight and four this year, I would say our season is a good one. I would say so as well, Robbie. I would take that in a heartbeat. Austin, Gregory, everybody watching this just yawn. Thanks, Chris. I, Austin, I'm sorry, my guy. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I couldn't. I had held that yawn in for probably 30 minutes. Um, Jeff Gullidge, how about this earlier? Watch the spring game for the first time today. Jeff, it's July the 16th, and you just watched the spring game. Anyways, he says, biggest takeaway is the whole season will come down to OC play calling and adjustments. If he fails, it's going to be a long season. Well, Jeff, you know, I, I don't think anybody wants to think of it as Davo Loggins is going to fail. I, and, I'll, and I'll say this, Jeff. I'll tell you this, Jeff. I don't I don't think there's any way Davo Loggins could be worse. I, I just genuinely don't. I don't. I don't think there's any way that Dabble Loggins could be worse. That, there's just no way. So, you know, I, I think that um, it's a big season for Loggins, for sure. And, again, what's interesting is, like, you know, new OC. You're like, okay, like, Grace. But no, they need to get it rolling immediately. Immediately. Let's see. Chase Floyd says, join the BCC so Chris can get a good night's sleep tonight. Yes, yes, indeed. Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. There'll be a lot posted in there that uh, this week, for sure, that I may not post on social media. So definitely join Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club or click the link in bio on our social media channels. You'll see Big Cock Club there. Also, guys, let me say this. Thank you all so much. Those who have gone to the revamped TSUS.store and who have purchased their merchandise. The reception has been incredible. Thank you so much. We're getting these shipped out within this week, I would say. Starting to get orders shipped out. Very excited for you guys to see everything, all the enhancements, everyone who has placed orders, and make sure you do so. Beamer Ball, Beamer Rattler, Clem Suck, Shane Storm, everything you can think of. Also, guys, in the next 10 days or so, a little bit over a week, we are getting hats back on the store, specifically Beamer Ball, Beamer Rattler, and Clem Suck. So the merchandise will continue to expand, continue to grow. Really excited, guys. Thank you all so much, those who have went to the store and who have shown love and shown support. Austin Gregory, what are your dream games? Doesn't have to be SEC for me without whiteout at Penn State, tops the list, followed by a night game in Baton Rouge and the Michigan Ohio State game in the big house. Yeah, I'd go <clears throat> a night game at LSU for sure. Uh, I mean, those are really great selections, Austin. Whiteout at Penn State would be really cool. Mm, dream games. I would actually love to go see Texas, Oklahoma at the Texas State Fair. I think that would be really cool. Um, I'd love to experience, this one might be a little bit overrated or surprising, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl in person. <clears throat> Just because I've heard how nasty of a rivalry that is. Um, I'd love Michigan, Ohio State, but in the shoe. I'd like to go visit the – I mean, I'd love to visit the shoe and the big house as well, but um, I'd love to see Inner Sandman at Virginia Tech. Yeah, there's a lot, man. There's a lot. I would love to see every SEC stadium, you know? So – Austin, Gregory, what are you going to be looking for in a Loggins offense? What are the things you'll be hoping to see from the first few drives? Well, I mean, I, I think from a Loggins offense, I mean, number one, Austin, I want to see vertical passing game. I, I don't want to see the swing pass game for sure. Um, 
finding ways to get the, get the ball to our playmakers in space, you know, get the ball in the hands of the playmakers early and often down the field, not having to rely on a swing pass, right? A free-flowing, simple yet effective offense, Austin. I mean, for that that's, you know, I, again, Austin, to your point, for, and I see you say for me it's situational. Situational awareness, excuse me. I mean, dude, I, I would agree, and I would say this. The thing, here's the thing. The thing we don't know, the thing we don't know about Dowell Loggins right now that we're not going to know until that ball kicks off on September the 2nd and the season begins is in-game play calling. That instinct to know late in the ball game what needs to be dialed up. We don't know right now. There's no way of finding out. And Dabble Loggins has never done it at the collegiate level. OC in the NFL never called a play at the collegiate level. So we don't know. Because all these OCs, they script their first 15, 20 plays anyways. What happens when you got to go off script? What happens when you're late in the ball game, third and two and third and four, whatever the situation is. And that instinct just kicks in. Situational play calling. Are you able to dial it up? That, to me, guys, is the greatest unknown of Dabble Loggins right now. Because I, I believe he and Shane Beamer. I, I do. I believe he and Shane Beamer when they say, we're going to simplify. We're going to make things easier for our players. We're going to let them pray, play freely and, and let them go make plays. I believe them. I do. Situational play calling, though. In-game, once you go off-script, play calling. Does he have that killer instinct? Does he have that knack for finding the right play call? Because it just seems like with a lot of these play callers, you either have it or you don't. And we're not going to find out whether he has it or does not until Toe meets Levin. That's just the reality. So that, that, that would probably be my number one. My, my other question is this. I'll say this. Austin, I mentioned this when talking about the offense and our offense preview and why I think you have to keep somewhat of why, – why you have to keep – why you have to keep realistic expectations for Dowell Loggins. Because I understand – I mean, there was a reason, guys, we wanted Satterfield fired, right? There was a reason we wanted him fired. We knew he wasn't very good. The offense stunk. Right? We talked about it last year. It's like, I'm not a chef, but I know when food tastes like shit. I'm not an offensive coordinator, an offensive guru, but we all knew that offense was broken. It didn't look the way it was supposed to. My biggest thing is this. I think people have to remember it's also about Jimmy's and Joe's. Dabble Loggins is a football coach. He's not a miracle worker, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, if the offensive line's a problem, I don't know what you can expect from Dabble Loggins. I, I just don't. If Carolina's one dimensional and they can't run the football, I mean, it's, 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 listen, it's his job to figure out what to do in those situations. I totally agree. But I also want to be fair. I also want to be fair. To that same point, though, I said this last year about Marcus Satterfield, that, hey, if you know the offensive line, because what happened in 2021 was this. We thought the O-line was going to be a strength. And it was a surprise that it wasn't very good. Last year, I said, hey, you know the O-line might be a deficiency. That's not an excuse excuse this year game plan around it scheme around it and I understand why it's that's much easier said than done I get that but that's going to be the job of Dowell Loggins finding a way to scheme around that if the O-line 
is indeed a deficiency. <clears throat> Austin Gregory said, thoughts on Ziglar's commitment tomorrow? Seems we and UNC are neck and neck after UNC had a substantial lead about a month ago. Yeah, Austin, from what I've heard, he is a Tar Heel, but South Carolina has made a major, major push. We'll see what that means. One o'clock is when he will commit. Austin Gregory says, is it a bad idea to draw any conclusions in week one, specifically in regards to offensive line of running back? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Austin, I think so. Yes, yes. Point, point being, last year, South Carolina's offensive line in week one last year was not good at all. The offense was not good at all. And what they've shown under Shane Beamer, this team is going to get better from week one to week 13. Absolutely no question. So just because Spencer Rattler's off week one or, or, or the running game or the offensive line, as much as we want to draw conclusions, you know, I, I don't know that you can say it's a week-to-week game. Like, there's no team in college football who more exemplifies the simple fact that college football is a week-to-week game. You cannot draw conclusions after a single game in college football. The greatest example of this is last year. When South Carolina loses 38-6 to to Florida and then turns around seven days later and beats Tennessee 63-38. to I mean, guys, the, here, here's the reality about college football. People get up in arms about predictions and, oh, my God, you pick what? You pick this? You... You can't predict the season crazy enough for what will undoubtedly unfold every fall. You know it because college football is insane. Since when does college football make any sense? Spoiler, it doesn't. It doesn't ever. It never makes any sense. You can't predict it outrageously enough because it makes no sense. And that's why we love it. That's why we love it. Luke RJ says, Chris is a true media guy now. Goodness goodness gracious. Big J, Big J. He says, can't wait to see TSUS on the SEC network this week. There's a chance that might happen, Luke RJ. I will be in my professional attire. We got the button up, ready to go. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're going to be playing the part, guys. Looking good, looking snazzy. And like I said, I'm excited not just to talk to the coaches and the players and what have you, but, like, I'm really pumped to meet a lot of the people that I have been fortunate enough to have on my show to be on their show, to conversate with, to chat with. Going to be very cool. Oh, man. Going to be very cool. Sorry. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. Jeff Gulledge, he says, Chris, you got the outfit picked out. The outfit picked out for tomorrow. What are you rocking? Um, I don't have it. I think I've. Well, I'll tell you this, Jeff. I'm going back and forth between two fits. Um, it's going to be slacks and like a nice button-up. No hat. And probably brown dress shoes either way. So, I'm either going – listen, Jeff, I mean, I'm either going gray slacks, white with blue pattern button-up, brown belt, brown shoes, or – or going with green, like I would say, yeah, green, olive green, I think. Yeah, olive green, chino pants, like dress pants, basically, with the with a white button-up. 
brown belt, brown shoe. So, we're going to look snazzy either way, Jeff. I, I might go. I think I'm going to probably go gray tomorrow, though. I, I, I'm going to try to start off the week in style. So, Chase, Chase Floyd says, slacks, button up, and the fire bus champ bandana for the win. <sighs> Why not? <laughs> Why not, guys? Why not? Why not? I would love it. Why not? Um, Austin Gregory, any word on Mike Leach tributes for SEC Media Days? No word, Austin. I, I haven't seen anything. But I tell you this, I would expect most certainly Greg Sankey to say something. And I think every SEC coach will, will say something and will probably share a, a, a memory of Mike Leach and, and what he meant to them and how he changed the game of college football and the game of football in general and memories from you know coaching with him, being around him facing off against him, whatever. So, you know, I I think well-deserved, too. I I think Mike Leach gets tributes from – I think he should get tributes from everybody, and I think he will. I think every coach will take time to speak on on Mike Leach. So. So. Jeff Gullage, I'm working on that plan to go to every SEC stadium. Been to three so far. Yeah, I would like to do that as well. I, I've been to, obviously, Carolina. I've been to Georgia, Athens. I've seen the Swamp. I haven't gone to a game, so I don't think that really counts. South Carolina, Georgia. I've been to LSU, but it was COVID. So, I mean, you know. I don't know. So, those three, I guess, is it. I am going to stop by Vandy Stadium at some point this you got you guys know I love stadiums, so I am gonna stop by and uh, check out Vandy Stadium. Yeah, yep, for sure, for sure. Anyways, guys, South Carolina's media guide is out as well. Um, yeah. Really cool stuff. Really excited, too. Again, we'll get the day just in case you guys – in case you guys want the itinerary for tomorrow, if you are wondering what the breakdown of the day is, okay? So, the day will get going at 11.35 Central, 12.35 Eastern, okay? Greg Sankey will speak. From 12.35 to 1.20. So he's going to speak for a while, actually. 12.35 to 1.20. Then after that, Brian Kelly of LSU will go 1.30 to 2 o'clock. This is all just main media room stuff, by the way. Um, Then after that, Jimbo Fisher will go. 2.45 to 3.15. Finally, Eli Drinkwitz will go 3.45 to 4.15. Yes, 3.45 to 4.15. Yeah, those are all Eastern time. Those are all Eastern time, what I just read to you. So, there you go. Yep, that is the itinerary, all the coaches. We got the the SEC Media Days kickoff booklet here. Really cool stuff. This is really awesome. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Let's see. Jeff Gullich says, I've been to A&M, Missouri, and Arkansas. Very good, Jeff. Nice. Very good. 
Guys, we're going to go ahead and put a pin in it. Uh, it is 9.30 Central, and I know it's 10.30 Eastern, and I'll be honest with you, I am beat. So we're going to go ahead, put a pin in this thing. I, I, I'm sure tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to have a lot more in this Q&A. A lot more in the Q&A because we'll have things to talk about from what coaches said. So, going to be a great time. Looking forward to it, guys. Of course, content will be bleeding out of the eyeballs all week. Do not forget the podcast. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are dropping at 5 a.m. Eastern. And then Friday, we'll get back to normal in the studio, noon to 3 Eastern podcast, dropping at 5 in the afternoon. But everything you heard tonight, the podcast version of this will drop in the morning, 5 a.m. Eastern, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And make sure, guys, you are subscribed. Also, click the subscribe button on YouTube, the bell icon, so you get notifications of when the podcast drops. Other than that, guys, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Sunday night, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.